Hi, beautiful people. It's your beautiful girl here, Annalyn, aka That Philly Girl. Hi, guys. It's Kavine Spot, Kevin with an E. And, and welcome, welcome to our, our season two, episode two of our, our Yes You podcast. Clap for yourselves, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still joined with our lovely guests, John jo- and Lyle. Hello. And Hello. In this episode, we talk about life, life work, balance. balance. So uh, pay attention. We do not say <laughs> work life balance. We said your life first, then your work, and then you balance it. Balance. Okay, so how do we start this one? You start. Okay, so <laughs> the whole purpose of this episode is to just, um, I guess, talk about how you're finding balancing your life, your social life, with your work expectations, demands, and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I can start. Mm-hmm. As, <clears throat> as a professional. As a professional employed adult. <laughs> wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Let, oh, let wow, me correct wow. that. As a very successful, okay, highly intelligent, okay, professional adult who has an amazing job as a consultant, traveling the world, from Australia to Utah, Australia to Utah, wow, wow, go 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 go, international out here, eating croissants and that. I just need to be taken myself seriously. Oh, thank you for the introduction. That was so lovely. Wow. Can you introduce me next week? <laughs> so um, I would like to say that I have found it difficult managing my social life with my work demands. So as John may know and you, La, and you, Annalyn, I have spent a lot of my days doing a lot of overtime and not getting paid for it. So I really struggle managing my social life. So what will normally happen is if I have extra work, it will normally feed into my weekends, which means I'll have to cancel plans with people, which means some friendships have terminated because of my lack of uh, participation in the friendship. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to get from your perspective if you've had a similar experience and if you have are you currently still going through it and what have you done to kind of like help balance it out because I guess for me now it's a learning experience I'm trying to get insight and in how I can resolve my current issue um, it depends what you mean by social life because I'm a very sort of chill person so mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of social things in terms of going to places bars stuff like that that's not really me and I think growing up I wanted to be everywhere all the time. You wanna what's mm. what FOMO? And now and now I just don't care. Mm. Like, something can be popping off other side of London, I'll be like, okay, enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um I mean you know that we, we probably uh, work the same, you know, in terms of yeah. our work life. So we work really hard but there's a there's a goal for me. Mm-hmm. So my social life can take a hit as long as there's an end end goal for it, right? That's I'm trying to get somewhere and mm-hmm. um yeah, I just balance it out and chill outside of work and work during work but do you ever feel the pressure of work feed into yes. your social your personal life so you know if you know you've got deadlines at work yes. or you, you know things are coming up you you feel overstressed that it sort of lasts with you until you've completed that deadline yeah i mean i've cancelled many many plans to to meet some work re- deadlines and requirements um but like i said it, it is what it is in terms Just of me and, and what i'm doing in in london so that's what i need to do i need to sacrifice social uh the social part of my life for work for now i think we also need to um when we say life work balance 
life doesn't necessarily mean just social aspect. It also mm-hmm. means, you know, going to the gym, for example. Oh, yeah, and yeah. self-care. Up, yeah, self-care. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Because so, I think more often when we talk about life-work balance, we instantly think going out. Drinking. Mm, yeah. that's, that's, that was my immediate thought when, oh, okay. when you mentioned that. And I do, I do gym and yeah. other stuff. I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big uh, fan of like self care because as you as you're getting older, mm. you realize like that whole FOMO thing. Like you don't have to be everywhere. Yeah, and if any, and then if anything, like if you're not looking after yourself, your relationships are gonna be strained because of that as well. Mm. So um, there's there's things where like I prioritize social events now. So that's why diary management is important. Yeah. So um, supposing a friend calls you and they say they have a birthday. Birthdays are things that I think need to go you it's need to go to yeah, if it's just for drinks like or just for a meal it depends on how long i've seen that person if i see them regularly then i probably will skip that meal and just to save money mm-hmm. um if i haven't seen them in ages i will go so it's just about prioritizing um the social yeah. a- event that you have uh, birthdays i'll definitely go to weddings yes depending if it's here or abroad and yeah i think diary management is a is a tip that i would recommend people use um to and also prioritizing there's different tiers of friendships as well. Mm. So there's levels to it. Exactly. Yeah. So like um I I've realized that I'm drinking less. So um and and doing shisha less as well. So I'll only do shisha with people that don't drink and that's usually with my like my Muslim friends. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll drink with all my with my mates all the time. So if they like today they they're going for Christmas dinner, I'm skipping that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to meet them after. I'm not paying for a meal. I see them every day. Another day is not going to kill me. So that's another thing. Mm. Diary management is key. I guess. Are you going to go in on this? I'm going well? to introduce. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, but now you've got a, the bar's really high. I know, high. it was so high. Really I didn't really even high. know if I could be, but I'll try. This is Annalyn, personality extraordinaire. Wow. <laughs> Sounds extravagant. Wow. Money maker. Pow, gold pow. chaser. Hey. Globe trotter. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why did we get that kind of intro? Like? I don't know. So do we have to pay you for that? Next one, okay. Wow, okay. Jeez. Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm being introduced to you for the first time. I realize all this. I bet she has like a YouTube channel as well. Thank you, thank you. Um, Life-work balance. I think to consciously want to have a life-work balance. Um, What I've learned, especially when I started traveling for work, is that the more I concentrated with my career, in all honesty, I, my social life or my friendships and family life take us um was behind it it became a priority yeah. number two yeah and this is gonna get really personal now and i think i realized i didn't have a life work balance when my nan passed away i was in new york for work and i was in this beautiful apartment overlooking the um the new york skyline and i got told that my nan passed away and at that moment, at that time, I realized that I had this great career, successful, but I, I could have spent more time with my family and friends. Mm. I don't regret it because I've always been career orientated and I know that my family and friends have always supported me on that. But, but can I ask you, was this a sacrifice you made to focus on your career to, to get to a certain place? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I said like, it's, it's I've chosen that. And, okay. I, and that's why I said I don't regret it because I, you know, there's a certain goal in my head that at the age of 45, I want to retire. Like the latest, at the age of 45, I want to retire. I want to have my own business. Um, if I could make it at 40, retire and have my own business instead, then amazing. 
So I have, I've always believed in short-term sacrifice, long-term gain. So, and I've always dreamt of, ever since at uni and leaving uni, I've always said I wanted a career that would allow me to travel around the world because I love traveling. I, but I didn't realize how much I deprioritized what my life because of my career until that happened. And I think sometimes we're so focused on our career that we often forget that the time that we have our family and friends is also ticking away. Yes. So, but what I think one of the things I really appreciated with myself is that I'm always going to the gym. So health has always been one of the things that I prioritized. If there's times that I don't see my friends, it's because I'd rather go to the gym because I've always believed that health is wealth. My mental being, my physical being is, is very, very vital. And there's times as well that if I do have to work, um, during the weekend, because as we know, it's something that we have to do. I always make sure that, you know, I've, I've meditated or at least I've had some me time going to the gym or read my book. And, you know, it's those little things that you do that really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. So lately, I've started meditating in the morning. And when I say, like... Describe med- meditating. What do you mean? So for, but for me, it's more spiritually. So I wake up in the morning, I say a little prayer, and then I sit down and I just ponder upon what I want the day to be like. Sort of with your eyes closed? Or just yeah, like I just have... The window? So you can do guided meditation, so you can mm-hmm. have uh, you can have an app. Headspace, can, I use Headspace. Um, Headspace but it depends, you can, really listen, you can listen yeah. to an app that guides you, so it helps you set your motive for the day. You can even sit down and just look out the window if you want to. It depends on how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I get my um, my mat, play on, I put it on the floor, and I just sit down and I... I pray and then I set my agenda for today. What am I hoping to achieve and how do I want to? And when I tell you, it makes so much of a difference when you uh, when you start your day. Yes. That is completely different. Your energy is completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get on the tube. Somebody could step on your toes and you're work- wearing like an open toe shoe. And you're just like, this is not going to affect my day because I'm not going to allow it to. So it completely changes your vibe, your your energy just for the entire day. And I think that's it's even little steps like that because you don't mm-hmm. have to devote a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You can even do it for five minutes, ten minutes Control, if you want yeah. to. Oh, yeah. And for me, it's so far, I've been doing it for like two weeks. It's been revolutionary in my mentality, especially, and just changing my mindset and how I look at things and how I approach things. Uh, some making time for, your, yeah. for yeah. yourself and the things that... And I think you have to consciously prioritise that. That mm-hmm. that's, that's the most important thing. And you have to be able, and luckily I'm the type of person that I can say no. So you have to be able to say no to things that doesn't benefit you. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I always or say every opportunity... If you don't feel like it, just yeah. say no. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> that's why no? I always say to mm. people, um, and not, it's not every opportunity that needs to be explored. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. need to be more strategic about what more you go exactly. for. And I think yeah. most you, you hear about how most successful people say no more than yes mm-hmm. because they, they put their time to what's important mm-hmm. um, to them. Yeah. Um, and I think what I've realised as well is that you can have a career that would help you actually have... Um, a life-work balance. So this is, I think, when it comes to thinking about your career, it's so vital to be within an organisation that actually looks after your well-being. I think with the millennials and the way the world is now, uh, is that people, I think the lifespan of somebody fresh out of uni in a company is maybe one and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So companies are trying to stop the right whereas before you get people who are five years, ten years in a company. What companies do now is they have to keep the, um, the job attractive Yes. Giving you more benefits, t- yeah, yeah, benefits in terms, in terms of more like more time for yourself. Mm. They have <clears throat> uh, work from home days. You know, yeah. you get more benefits in terms of holiday time. So they realize that they have to sacrifice these things in terms of employment. And there's more competition for for a young a younger yeah. workforce, right? Yeah, to re- to retain their <clears throat> staff, they need to put these benefits and and accommodate people's 
work or sort of social lives or, or lives outside of, of work. And I totally agree with that. I can't remember the exact company. I can't remember if it was Microsoft or Google. Um, Google's quite fun. Um, yeah. Where they actually did a try in Japan or oh, China. Microsoft. Yeah, it was Microsoft for a full day. For a full day, day work, and they actually saw that productivity dramatically increase. I wonder um, though, if over a longer period of time, if the productivity will decrease. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking because when it becomes a, a norm. It's a new thing yeah. and people are like, oh wow, I get but to But companies have already weekend. started implementing this. I yes. think it's in um, in Switzerland or Sweden. One of the Nordics countries that actually have now introduced mm. And more progressive in, yeah. in Europe as but well. But I think, but I understand where Lyle's coming from because if we, if society gets to a point where we, we normalise four day working weeks and every company's implementing it, over the longevity, it's going to seem like the productivity might dip because a four-day week becomes a norm. So what you used to try and fit in five days, you're now fit in four days, but then you're not as productive as you were before mm. because now four days is normal. No, but study shows you're, yeah. you're only productive for six hours a day anyway. That's that's a long time to be concentrating still. <laughs> where, where I used to work, right? They, um, How many hours are you productive for? <laughs> <in the day? laughs> that's a long time to be I'm, I'm sure now uh, most offices like in my last workplace like flexi time is an option yes. where mm. nine, nine o'clock where you usually work is not even considered like you really start at 10 so like they're like okay you can you can start at 10 leave at four or five if you want to and then the next day you can kind of like take it back or forwards depending mm. on what you did the day before so if you if you stayed a little an extra hour earlier or uh, more, then the next day you can come in an hour later. Yeah. So it's yeah, kind of that's they're kind of thinking about it. They're bit, they're trying to be progressive. But the thing is, the one thing I've realised is because okay, so I had an epiphany the other <coughs> day. I said yes. I was at home cooking because that's what During, I do. When you were meditating or when you no, were when I was cooking, when okay. I was cooking, cooking yes, okay. Cooking. And then I just thought to myself, I actually spend more time with my colleagues than with my own family. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I've thought that as that, well. Yeah. Do you know how much like that, that saddened me mm. to the yeah. point because I was just like, I'm missing so much of what's happening in my yeah. family and what's happening with my friends mm-hmm. and things. And I know probably more about my colleagues than I know about my some family. of my family. Yeah. And to me, it was just, it was so sad because I was thinking about it and I thought there were people who've been in this process for 40, 50 years and are just looking to retire and that they have a limited amount of time to be with their family. I do not want to be stuck in this cycle to enjoy the fruits of the labor yeah. Yeah, yeah and and this is why i really believe that life work balance is achievable but there are times when you have to make a conscious sacrifice for short-term gains um, yeah, yeah for short-term gains um you know when i was working at jail at good e-learning we had to do exams and i think i didn't go out for two or three months mm-hmm. but i knew that once i finished my exams then you were going to be socialize. Better, yeah yeah better exactly yeah. so it's not it's not always going to be like yes i'm going to always have a life work balance it's always going to be i will try my very best and ensure that i care about myself enough yeah. to make sure that i have enough time for my family and friends and self care but i also know that if i want my career to go where i want it to be there's going to be moments when you're going to have to do it. Yeah. yeah but i think if if you, it gets to a point where it's starting to affect your mental, mental state of mind yes. mm. then i think that's when you need to make a drastic change mm. sure. drastic change so if it's something that's maybe been happening for let's say a period of 2 months and then it's like it's changed and it's improved then that's fine but i think if it's going on to 6 months a mm. year burn out. you need to change that whole entire situation completely also, i think this is why people burn out yeah, yeah you have to understand that a lot of people might, might not have the choice right yeah so that's the thing i think well. moving here from I, I guess from a impoverished third world country and you can see people like from south america that are yeah they, they're working really hard mm-hmm. this person mm-hmm. 
he's probably cleaning toilets or something to, yeah. so they can send money back home to their family and back home they wouldn't be doing a job like this but that's the sacrifice they but need to making, make yeah. so they they relocate they move mm-hmm. to a completely different country and sometimes they're working two jobs as yeah well. yeah they're working yeah. i've seen that in person i've seen um a colleague uh an ex-colleague of mine who was working two jobs so um he had to sort of leave work a very specific time go and and do this other job, job. And, and I understand, you can understand that some people don't have, he doesn't have the social life, the social aspects of living in London and getting mm-hmm. to enjoy this, this beautiful city. Some, yeah. some people don't have the option to do that, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, there must be a, a sacrifice, you're sacrificing for some sort of goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but how yeah. much, how, how long is it for? I've, I've got friends, for example, that are really successful entrepreneurs, etc. Mm-hmm. And when I say successful, I'm talking about really, really successful. And but then at the same time, then relationships. So one one person in a relationship is kind, kind of, of feeling like we need to slow down because we work too much that we don't mm-hmm. have time to be to, you know, to be with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that? Oh, but if I work mm-hmm. five years more, then we can be, you know, millionaire. We don't will never have to work for the rest of our lives. But is that enough? No, I just think... Even does, if it, it, does that make sense? Like, I, I get what you mean, but I think if it, if it starts to get to that point, then you will need to probably add some structure to the social time. So let's say, you know, okay, uh, we know on Tuesdays from 6pm, we are not doing anything work-related, and then we are dedicating mm-hmm. from 6pm onwards to just socialising and maybe going on a date or spending time mm-hmm. with our family or friends. So even if you have cut-off points, because for me, I had to take this initiative. So basically, I was supposed to work this weekend, before I left the office, I said, why? <laughs> why mm. am I... I yes. know I've got a deadline, but why am I working over the weekend? Because I need my weekend time to relax, to spend time with my family and actually, you know, get to spend time with my sisters and understand like, so what's actually, been going on I actually live a life. Yeah. So I basically made a conscious decision before I left the office that, no, I'm going to carry this work until next week and then whatever yeah. work that comes in next week, I will need to get an extension for it and I will ask and I will explain. If I'm asked yeah. why I, I did that and why I didn't mm. deliver when I needed to because you can get so stuck in okay let me if i just do like an hour on saturday then you know i'll get this bit done and then i'll next mm-hmm. week i have a bit more free time but you don't understand that the same way you're opening up so many spaces in your calendar because you're doing the work of the weekend the next week people will add to your calendar mm-hmm. because now you've allocated the slot yeah, so true, yeah. for for time which you could have been doing the work at work mm-hmm. yeah that's why like i was saying like diary management is so so yeah. important yeah and also people management because you need to manage people's expectations. If something seems unrealistic, uh, unrealistic you say, look, I've got this going on and I appreciate this and I know you you're, you need it by this time, but I am willing to do X, Y, Z for this amount of time and then I'm going back to whatever I need to do. Before, yeah. as, as long as they understand and then basically, and then you're building a professional relationship in terms of where it's not always going one way. Yeah. It's going both ways. Yeah. You're They're benefiting from you and you're benefiting from them because then later on, they feel that they will reciprocate later on when you ask them for something yeah. later on. Yeah. I think managing expectations is important, it's so in, important. In, so in, in work and in your, in your yeah. um, social in your yeah, personal right. life, yeah. so yeah, you've well. got to you've got to sort of set expectations yeah. um, to avoid disappointment. Yeah, because <laughs> exactly. when when you don't communicate, because communication is so important. Yeah. When you don't communicate your side or why this is not happening, that people get angry afterwards mm. when they don't get the result that they're expecting. Yeah. Mm. So as long as they can see it coming, then they'll be like, oh, okay, we we knew it was going to happen. It's That's almost like right. contingency plan. Yeah, isn't it's it? a, you plan yeah, for when it, it doesn't get one hundred percent delivered the yeah. way it's supposed. Well, you'll the way give you it, want it. You'll to. give it a good try, but yeah. if you don't make yeah. it, you 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 know exactly. You, you've so, told them, yeah.
so good that's why like um at work they they do like management courses as well so mm. you get better managers and when you get better managers you get better workers yes, yes. Mm-hmm. better oh, we need better, better managers. managers i wouldn't say the word managers i would like to say mm. the word leaders leaders yeah team leaders yeah, because there's a big difference between, between a manager, manager and, and a leader, leader. Yeah. well a manager manages you a leader leads you leaders are more inspirational i agree but yeah managers manages you what you do leaders, leaders are more inspires you motivate you and they actually lead you to become a better um, a person, person, person employee and stuff like that. Rather yeah. than just, okay, this is your work, this is what you need to do, this is this, yeah. this is that. Someone who's a leader would actually make you want to do work. I'll give you an example of that. Um, I used to work on a shop floor and um, my, he's actually my reference now when I apply for jobs. But he was the first one in, last one out. And you, every other team leader wouldn't even work the tills, won't even serve customers. He would um, serve customers, do the tills, cash up, and when it comes to floor moves, he would be the first one there, last one to leave. He would not tell anyone to stay longer than they yeah. had to. Why, why do you think you, he was different out, over there? Um, I think um, there's also like emotional intelligence is yes, really key. It, yeah. um, emotional intelligence is so important because it helps you build a rapport with your workers. And yeah. the, the best leaders or team leaders um, are the ones that make you want to work for them so because i saw he was doing that for us i felt like i would do that for him Mm -hmm. so whenever he asked me to do something even though i thought it was quite hard i respected him that's why i did it Mm -hmm. and there's managers in the office that don't do that and i'm like if you ask me to do that i'll do it but i'm not i don't really want to do it for you so i'll do it half-heartedly yeah but there's there's times when like i've served i've served to customer even though i didn't want to but because i like i respected that guy I did it better than I would have normally. Mm, yeah. So, and that's what's gotcha. important. That's why leaders are important. I think yeah. life-work balance is something that, as I said before, mm. is definitely something that you can achieve. You just have to consciously um, decide that you want it. And I think the whole short-term sacrifice, I, I truly believe in that. And I believe as well that when you apply for a, a work um, or a job, you have to make a decision on why you're applying for that job and make sure that the company that you're applying mm-hmm. for is the right culture for you. Yeah, but the thing is, is even though you you want to ensure that, you won't know until you join the company. Yes, so when you're saying know that the company is the right fit for you, how, how would you know that? How do you know this before so I've, you the, re- the, the reason I've said this is because I learnt... Um, I wouldn't say the hard way, but doesn't I learned through experience. I was, was going to say, doesn't um, come through experience. You've got to go through bad jobs. To yeah, well, yeah, you this do. Is, this, this, to, is, yeah. this is why, for me, I'm, now that I've, obviously I've, I've got a new job, I've been in um, this job for, I think, not even a couple of months yet. Um, I'm learning. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I realised how much research I actually need to know about the company's culture. Before, I used to be like, oh, it's a great company. They do great products. Do it, you know, great salary. Now it's just like, okay, I need to talk to people that actually know of the company and what the culture is like. And, um, glass yeah, glass oh, yeah, glass door. I was yeah, glass door. Glass and door. literally pilot. just, just now because mm. I've been in industry for quite a while now, I can go to people and be like, what is this company? You know, what are they like? Mm. The thing is, when you go for an interview, you can have, you have to realise that they are an interview. The company is also an interview. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then I feel people like, forget about that. Yes, people, people forget. feel like they are at the mercy of the employer. Yeah, exactly. No, but the, it's the employer not. employer needs some, yeah. both as beneficial yeah. to both of you. Yeah, it's an exchange. It's yes. an exchange of, 
time and skills Services, for money yeah. that's yeah. it yeah. And that's another thing like they always when you always start a job they give you the contract and people just sign it and people yeah. don't read, read. it when Please I'm read. saying in the read name the of Jesus Christ read every read single letter on that contract yes. <laughs> before you sign Please do because the things that you you will get caught out on so things like let's say, yeah pension this schemes what what the pension schemes are like how what your returns you're gonna get um, even annual leave expectations oh, yes. working mm. hours mm. little things like that like they take so much of a talk read the contract even and, when yeah. you come in to leave read that damn contract because they might always find you. out your notice as well <laughs> yeah. so supposing so if you're like career driven and yeah. you know that you're going to be in this job for maybe a year or two maybe even three uh, you always figure out the notice period and when you can give notice because yeah because and it's, uh, when you find that other job you like yeah and some contracts are very yeah. tricky to the point where they will state that you have to work that like a one month um one month of working days for your notice period so that, you know in the month there's like 30 days but that could that could essentially end up being a month and a half because there's only what mm. I don't know, like thirty something or twenty something days in the in a month that you actually yeah. work, yeah. and then the the remaining ten days skips into the next month, and then you're working for a month and and, and a com- half. And companies have obviously, as you get higher up, the way they they kind of discourage you from leaving is like the three month or notice six period. month notice yeah. period. I've, I've got one now, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, three months, yeah. That's <laughs> really? a, that's the, the um, thought. It's like when you're excited to go and start somewhere new, and you just I'm well, the thing is, they months. can't they can't if you start off in a company with a month notice period that's, um, I think a month's okay yeah a month that's yeah. fine when, once you start to get to positions where you get more money you get more responsibility the risk more, is higher yeah you're more important yeah. to the company mm-hmm. uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing that they ask you to have a, uh, this long notice period because mm. I've seen people uh, who have this lengthy notice periods get jobs They the people are in high demand uh, so in the mm. industry, they realize that you must be an important person to your company if they're giving you that a much three, of a three month experience. Also, yeah. competitors yeah. like yeah. non-competing. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Yes, that's really a really good yeah. point. Clauses, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you have important. to really be careful with that, especially for certain roles. Yeah. Yeah. But how how would you how would you give advice in terms oh, of somebody? Me. Yeah, looking at a contract and looking at the things that sort of stick out because what a contract is is to sort of um, put things in a vague non-descriptive way that you might overlook um, as in in my current role in my company I do contract negotiations with our customers and they're almost trying to take as much as possible right so they're in terms of so it's a negotiation the mm-hmm. contract really, yeah right so I think if, if anything if you notice anything in the contract that you're not you're unsure about do ask for clarity yeah. and make yes. sure it's somebody who Make sure someone who understands the contract themselves that clarifies the point for yeah. you. Don't accept just a willy-nilly, um, general response. Ask for more detail. So before I took this this role I'm currently in, mm. when I read the contract, I asked questions. I asked loads of questions. Mm. Um, from my opinion, the response were okay enough for me to accept the role. But then you got to acknowledge that once you're in the role, you might have a different experience to what you mm. were told. Because yeah. it's just it depends on how because to someone else it might be the best company they've ever worked for but for you you might have a completely different experience. Yeah, job specs are important because once you're asked to do something that is not in your job description, mm. then yeah. you have a right to maybe even ask for even more money or some sort of benefit. Mm. But I do feel like when well, it comes to us, oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I do feel like when it comes to negotiating. So let's say if you mm-hmm. know something comes up in your that's outside of your job spec and you realize that you want to negotiate because now it's something that you you feel like you need to be paid more. I do feel like some companies are less accepting of women having that approach to I want to negotiate or not women? I wouldn't even say some no, companies, I like ne- some individuals I always try in negotiate. companies. 
And in regards to job spec, it depends what type of company you're working for. Like, if you work now in a startup company... Yeah, your job spec is going to be a yeah, very be more fluid. Yeah, yeah. E- even though yeah. my drugs, job spec is this, I'm also involved in other areas of the business. Yeah. Mm. And it's something that I knew coming into the yeah. coming into the business yeah. because of the business. It's, it's a startup. You are expected to, to wear well, more than one level. hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also just knowing, for example, if they say to you, you're working hours of 40 hours a week, but you may be asked to work. Just be careful for things what like the that. Is, yeah, because yeah. The, the but is always going to give the company the, I guess, the power to sort of um, negate what yeah, is it. No, but there yeah. are companies Just that actually like that. sign, they give you um, a contract that states that you agree to work over than 48 hours a week. Yes. Yeah, and but then that's the thing, over 48 hours, there's no cap on that. You can work on, I don't yeah. know, freaking... 120 hours if you want. But, so but going, like, sorry, yeah. going, sorry to cut you guys off because I think we're finishing. So oh, I want to go back to the, um, the summarization of what the topic is, is life work balance. One by one, I'd like us to say, is it possible? And what are your advice? Um, diary management and communication. Just do what makes you feel happy. Um, if you're happy to work really long hours, as long as you're happy as a person um, and understand why you're working this way if it's for sacrifice mm. um, if it's just because you're in a bad position do things to try and get yourself into a better position in terms of um, educating reading do, do stuff to sort of understand your situation and um, and, and um, yeah just understand what you're going through and, and why you're going through it I think my thing would be more uh, sacrifice management and prioritization mm. so Prioritize what's important to you. And if you're willing to make sacrifices, manage it so it's not overbearing on your personal life. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I forgot to mention is talk to people about the things that you're experiencing. Like when you and I actually oh, talked yeah. about the mm-hmm. whole traveling and stuff, mm-hmm. we yeah. didn't realize that you and I were, we're experiencing the same thing on the same page yeah. at that level. Yeah. So I think communication to your friends and family um, is really vital. Self-care. Um, should be prioritised. Um, uh, being transparent to your work as well, if you're actually struggling. Yeah. I think it's really important. And mental health is very, very vital. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think something that we often overlook. But I think to have a life-work balance, you yourself has to be to be good. Yeah. And that's where it all starts. Yep. So everyone is like, take care of themselves, work hard, mm-hmm. um, achieve that goal. But remember that if a, if you lose a job or you decide to get another job, you always find another job. But if your health decreases, that's something that would actually impact. That. Yeah, impact you. There's only one of you in the whole entire world. That's how unique you are. So don't if you if you let yourself go, then that uniqueness will be lost to the world. Like your body and your health is your investment. Yeah, think about it. Well, and, and, and that note. And remember, for every no you get, you are one step closer to getting that yes.